Recently, we ran a series of these workshops, reduced a large crude tank turnaround from an original plan of 14 months to an executed plan of eight months. So that's obviously six additional months mm. of availability just on that one tank. So I like to think if we imagine if we did that on every tank, what the potential savings and uh, additional availability are. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Welcome to another CI for Life podcast. Today's topic is tank and storage optimization. For much of the world, the current COVID-19 crisis has caused huge disruption to business performance. The oil and gas industry has suffered a double hit from COVID-19 and oil price wars. It has been well publicized the different tactics from some pr producers took to increase supply in February. With prices going down because of oversupply, the oil industry then experienced a drastic cut in demand due to the shutdowns experienced around the world from COVID-19. Crude prices actually went negative for a day. All these issues caused huge pressure on oil and gas storage around the world. Today, we'll talk about one strategy to manage the high demand to optimize oil and gas storage. But these principles that we are talking about today can be applied to any optimization efforts. In operational excellence, we talk about the opportunity of find, finding the hidden plant. This means for a global company, say of 10 refineries with or 10 plants with an uptime of 93%, there is a 5% opportunity across the entire enterprise for increased production. If you improve this 5% across all 10 sites, it's like finding an additional half of a plant production for no capital. The tank and storage industry finds themselves in a similar situation today. We need to find extra storage by having better tank availability. The tank and storage industry is approximately 1.6 billion barrels worldwide. It is calculated that there's an average of 90% availability. If we improve the industry to 95% availability, we've just found 80 million barrels of storage worth approximately $100 million. How do we do that? How do we find the extra storage capacity for free or for little or no capital? So to answer these questions, I've invited RLG's subject matter expert on tank storage and maintenance, Pat Stanton, to join me on the podcast. Pat, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well today, Rick. Thanks for having me on and giving me the opportunity to share with you and our audience. Well, I'm, I'm excited to tackle this topic. It's very uh, opportune at this time, as you know. So before we jump into the tank optimization question, uh, let me give you a chance to give a little bit more about your background and tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay, great. Thanks, Rick. Uh, my background is uh, I'm a na retired Navy nuclear submarine officer. I did 24 years in the U.S. Navy and retired in 2009. And I worked in as a project manager in defense contracting for a couple of years. And in the last nine years, I've worked a variety of projects with RLG, uh, all in oil and gas. In the last four years, I've been exclusively focused on working with partner clients to implement RLG's tank excellence model. And you've done a great job. So, Pat, that's uh, why we wanted you on this podcast. So, Pat, how would you do it? How would you increase storage capacity and improve availability with very little or no capital? Give us your insights, please. Sure. Well, Rick, as you mentioned in, the, in your lead-in, the key to more storage is increased availability in the tank maintenance world. And this means reducing the amount of time that a tank is out of service. 
Tanks are periodically taken out of service to conduct code-based internal inspection and conduct repairs on the tank. And of course, during this time, the tank is not available for storage. The durations of these service periods can range from weeks up to several months. So if we could take action to reduce the duration of these outages and get the tank back in a shorter period of time than had originally or typically been planned, the tank then becomes not only available for storage, but becomes an input to or a source of revenue of production for the site. Yeah. And then additionally, to a smaller degree, if we're able to better manage the strategic life cycle planning for a tank, it may be possible to reduce the number of total outages required for that tank over its lifetime, again, increasing its availability. A very good description there, Pat. So let's break down the discussion about availability into four parts. And again, this is this applies not just to tanks, but to anything that you're trying to increase availability in any plant. So the four areas I want to discuss, Pat, one is the mindset of a leader and the team members in order to uh, increase storage availability. And then I want to go into some of the tools to create these step change and results in tank maintenance. And then uh, talk about, and you alluded to a little bit, what's the process that helps drive these activities in, in a structured, rigorous format. And then finally, we'll summarize a little bit with some of the key takeaways for a leader who wants to increase availability. So let's start on the cultural side or on the behavioral side, the mindset of the leader. What do you want the leader to do or the mindset to be to create a step change of performance and availability? That's a great question, Rick. Rick, the, the biggest ask I would have for a leader in the storage tank industry is to look at how you have previously been conducting the planning, execution, and management of maintenance for your assets and consider how it could be better. Of course, in this time of lower oil prices and a scarcity of storage, ask yourself the question, is the way that you're operating good enough? Mm, good question. My, my experience has shown that in most, if not all cases, what was accepted as adequate performance before isn't sustainable going forward. This means that change is required and leaders must be the ones who drive these changes. There's a lot of inertia to overcome in the tank maintenance world and strong leaders will be the ones who set the new vision, establish the new standards, and create the new stretch targets on how to best plan, execute, and manage tank outages. It's this kind of forward-looking leadership that's essential and can't be ignored, or maybe not even delegated. Leaders must be willing to lean into the discomfort of doing things differently than they have before. They must be willing to consider new ideas, new ways of working, and new technologies and they must also reinforce a culture of learning within their teams, enabling a mindset focused on how can we do this better rather than, well, this is the way we've always done this. Yeah, that's a great point, Pat. And there's so much, so many good nuggets in what you said there. Let me ask a couple of follow-ups there to see if I can get you to elaborate based on your experience. So the idea of stretch targets, I love, and we know it's so important for a leader to uh, get in front on that and, really establish uh, some challenging targets for the group. Um, and, and that can't be delegated. And then to create this uh, culture of we can do better and it's okay to do better and to recognize some positive steps along the way. But a lot of leaders want to delegate that, Pat, or, or they feel that they ruin ownership of the team if they get out there and set some big expectations. What What would be your coaching to leaders that are concerned about uh, maybe weakening ownership from the team uh, versus, you know, creating a strong leadership expectation. Any thoughts or feedback or coaching on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's another fantastic question. So while I was just talking about the role of leaders in implementing this new way of doing business, it's the guys and the gals on the team, those in the office and, and in the field, who always have the best ideas of how we could do things yeah. better. I, I found that there isn't one team member out there who doesn't have at least one solid idea on how we could do something differently. And often it's in a safer, faster, improved way, and they just really need an opportunity to present the idea for consideration. Now, I know you want to talk about tools and methodologies in a little bit, so I might be jumping the gun. But when we discuss those, I think that what you'll see that what we try and build in is into the process is opportunities for team members to bring forward those ideas, leaders to evaluate them, them and then the team to, to implement those ideas. Okay. Every person on that tank maintenance team has a role in creating the step change results and thus increasing tank availability. When team members are proactively involved in identifying and implementing the improvements, and when they take that ownership that you talked about of providing solutions and being a part of a culture of continuous improvement, that's when we see a direct correlation between the team on the front line and the organization's bottom line. Very well said. So it's the leader's role to create a strong expectation and create a um, organization or a, a, a culture of learning and getting better. And then the team members and the ownership part comes in when they're solving the business problems. Absolutely. And um, that's the people part. So let's get to some of the process or the tool part of it, at least. Uh, can you talk about what's the process that might contribute to increased tank availability? Yeah, sure. If, if we've got tank members who are proactively involved in finding the solutions, and those leaders that we talked about who are committed to leaning in and supporting that culture of change, then we can add some structure around the team's planning efforts. Mm -hmm. So this includes the tracking of leading key performance indicators and building in accountability for completion of those critical activities and deliverables that are required prior to execution. And essentially what we're doing is we're asking the team to make a commitment to treating every tank outage like we would treat a plant turnaround in a refinery. Good point. So in practice, this means that each tank goes through a repeatable, reliable, consistent, and sustainable stage gate planning process. And the stage gate planning process formalizes the approach uh, to planning prior to execution, provides the tools to help remove those efficiencies and delays that we often experience during execution, and even includes a turnaround closeout element that supports all efforts towards continuous improvement. And we found that teams that consistently apply that stage gate planning process can monitor their status of preparation for each tank turnaround and proactively identify and complete the necessary activities and deliverables designed to ensure that they are efficient in executing their turnaround. It's this upfront work, or what we call front-end loading, that when it's properly conducted ensures the team is set up for that successful turnaround, decreases the likelihood of confusion during execution, eliminates inefficiencies and delays during execution as well, and directly translates into reduced costs, shorter durations, and that increased overall tank availability we're talking about. Mm, good stuff, Pat. Um, can you give us some specific uh, tools that are maybe part of your stage gate planning process that you feel is instrumental in creating this step change that we're looking for for av availability? Oh, yeah, gladly. So there's Three, fo three focus areas I'd like to, to talk about, and I find that they're uh, typically neglected in most tank maintenance programs. Okay. But when they become a part of the way the tank maintenance team does business, it has a market impact on key results, such as decreased tank turnaround cost and duration, and then increases in safety, efficiency, quality, 
and predictability, which is huge. The first element I want to talk about is what we call predictive scoping, and it's all about reducing that uncertainty around cost and duration for a tank turnaround. Rather than waiting until we get into the tank or we get entry into the tank to fully define the turnaround scope, and that's a practice that's pretty common in most tank maintenance programs. Predictive scoping is a formalized process that assess, assesses the potential scope and its likelihood or its con and its consequences, and then enables identification and action on the activities that can be taken ahead of time to mitigate risk and to minimize the possible negative impact to the turnaround cost and schedule. The second thing I want to talk about is an aggressive approach to identifying the necessary and proper scope for the turnaround. We know that when scope is incorrectly defined, uh, improperly excluded, or unnecessarily included, it can play havoc with both a schedule and a budget. Adding structure to critical events such as scope definition and scope challenge and the preparation of work construction helps ensure that we aren't always reactively responding during execution to requests for additional information or for clarification. Because each one of those delays adds up and extends the duration and decreases the tank's overall availability. And then the third tool, and I love this one, that's built into the stage gate planning process or what we call schedule optimization workshops. So in these workshops, we ask all the players in the tank turnaround to come together to scrub the schedule, look for opportunities to safely conduct simultaneous operations, consider alternative ways to execute the maintenance, and to clarify and coordinate during the planning phase rather than while they're in the field. I like to refer to this as having a bunch of really smart guys in the room together asking all the right questions so that we can identify and take the right actions and thus eliminate the confusion, delays, and uncertainties that will come up when we're in the midst of ex execution. Recently, we, saw, we ran a series of these workshops and uh, reduced a large crude tank turnaround from an original plan of 14 months to an executed plan of eight months. So that's obviously six additional months mm. of availability just on that one tank. So I like to think if we imagine if we did that on every tank, what the potential savings and uh, additional availability are. Six additional months on one tank. Great example of optimization and putting those tools in place. All right, let's, let's put it all together and summarize. So for leaders interested in making this step change and providing increased availability, uh, how would you summarize and put it together? Well, I'd like to put it probably in the, in the best way to look at this, I think, is to look at the principles that RLG's tank excellence methodology is based on. Okay. And the first one of those is safe execution of all turnarounds. Without safety in the forefront, availability doesn't really matter. Great. Point. It's worth noting, though, that safety doesn't just start when we go to work in the field. It's meant to be a consideration through all of the preliminary planning as well. And the rigor and discipline associated with that formalized stage gate planning process we've talked about ensures that safety is always front and center. Great point. The second thing we want to do is create predictable and optimized cost and duration outcomes for the turnaround. Tank availability is all about getting the tanks back in service quickly and safely. Having said that, though, there's obviously other factors at play in today's environment, including turnaround cost. The best tank turnaround teams include business case considerations when they're allocating resources or they're prioritizing work. And third, creating that repeatable, reliable, consistent, and sustainable formalized process that incorporates continuous improvement principles to systematically reduce tank downtimes and costs. It's those three principles, safety, optimized results, and that sustainable process that are critical for a leader 
who is feeling the need to increase the availability of tank storage at his or her site while still controlling costs. At the end of the day, though, it's their leadership of their people and their ability to create a team mindset based on continually improving the process that will ensure that they are prepared for everything, including crazy things like 2020. <laughs> well said, Pat. Great, great emphasis on safety and planning, great emphasis on uh, the results-based approach we take when we add these tools uh, to find the hidden plant and add availability. Hey, Pat, really appreciate your time today, and uh, thanks for your effort on this. Have a great Absolutely, one. Rick. Thank you. Take care. Wasn't that a great uh, podcast, a great input from Pat? He really knows his stuff on availability. So as an industry, we really do feel that there's an extra 80 million barrels of storage available with little or no capital outlay if we can apply these principles that we've talked about today. These uh, tools, processes, and behaviors that Pat and I have talked about also apply to any availability improvement efforts in any plant. So I'll have you think about that. Also, we've put up in the podcast notes and also on our website a video, a short video, a seven-minute video. Uh, it's called a Schedule Quality Review and Optimization Session on iobea. iobea is our online technology partner that we do many of these uh, online boardwalks, metric reviews, and then also problem-solving sessions, allowing groups to remotely and different geographic sessions look at a schedule and optimize it. We've got an example of that uh, in, in the tank space. Uh, in the podcast notes and also on our website, you can find it in the podcast notes, that link. And also in the RLG International website, uh, you'll find uh, under Insights, the CI for Life section, and you'll find this example uh, of the IOBA example and a success story. So thanks again for spending some of your valuable time with us today. Until next time, live a life of sustainable, continuous improvement. Goodbye. Goodbye.